comes to running a successful sheep and wool enterprise, productivity is really key to this success. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, Ella, it really is. Productivity stems from best practice, ranging from reproduction to nutrition management. And today's episode is all about new workshops and courses developed to help wool growers optimise their on-farm productivity. You're listening to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Ella Edwards and I'm here with Ben Madrick. Now, before we get into the episode, Ben, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, Ella, I'm usually sitting in front of the computer editing The Yarn, but this week I've come on to have a chat about AWI's extension programs. I've come from a farming background, so I'm able to recognise the importance of these programs to wool growers. So as you said, today's podcast is about the extension programs that are rolling out across the country to support wool growers and their sheep enterprises. Productivity is the key to running a successful enterprise. And to have productivity, you need to ensure that your sheep are in healthy and strong condition and they're getting the right nutrition and management to support their needs. And so that's why AWI has developed and is supporting a range of workshops and courses to help producers reach their productivity potential. From the management of ewes to the health of rams and the support of weaners, these workshops are designed to address key points where best practice management will make the greatest impact on sheep health and therefore productivity. I'm sitting down with Mark Scott, who works with Emily King in the research and development of these extension courses. Welcome to the yarn, Mark. Uh, What are the current programs being supported by AWI? Yeah, thanks for having me, Ben. Um, So in the last 12 months, AWI's uh, released nationally three workshops. Um, These workshops are Ramping Up Repro, which is a, a best practice ram management Uh, workshop to get your RAM team ready for joining. Um, Merino's Realising Performance Potential, which is a a workshop designed to get the most out of your breeder use and identify those performers and those passengers. And a Winning with Wieners workshop. So again, a a one-day workshop uh, intended to improve your wiener survival. Our target is for an industry-wide 95% wiener survival rate. And how did these programs come about initially? AWI saw a need to get a, a national message across and, and we thought the best way to do this is, is to deliver a consistent course um, and then run a train-the-trainer program to get uh, regional trainers up to speed with, with the content we want to roll out and then they bring their local knowledge uh, across the country. Um, so each workshop sort of had a, a different start. The Ramping Up Repro is a great example of an industry collaboration with Zoetis, um, and so the workshop was co-developed with them. Uh, the Merino's Realising Performance Potential Workshop was developed in-house here by our um, research and development team. And the Winning with Wieners uh, project is a perfect example of our extension networks, our state-based extension networks, um, who have a producer advisory panel. They came up with the idea of a wiener, a wiener workshop. Um, so we took that on board and with the help of a few researchers within industry like Sue Hatcher developed a, this workshop which is now being run nationally um, with great success. And these programs are specifically tailored to each region? So, so what we've done is we've created a, a best practice guide uh, that can be run out nationally and we're relying on consultant knowledge for particular regions um, to add that local touch to it. But 
really these these are pick up and run packages. Um, they're they're standalone, but they're all designed to complement each other. So it really provides a wool grower with a package to to work towards best practice across the whole range of of production aspects of their enterprise. Well, that's great. And uh, if our listeners want to get more information on these programs and upcoming dates in their regions, where can they find this? Yeah, so Ben, they're, they're run through our, our state-based extension networks. Um, probably the easiest way to find the contact details there is if you jump on wool.com slash networks, and there you'll find a, a list of our state-based networks and our, our key contacts there. Emily King is the manager of Wool Grower Education and Capacity Building at AWI and has been working around the clock to get these programs up and running. Em spoke with two industry facilitators, Jock Munro and Dr Sue Hatcher, Sheep Connects, Megan Rogers and Brent Chalker, who has attended LTEM and Ramping Up Repro. AWI and Zoetis have partnered to um, bring Ramping Up Repro workshops and roll them out nationwide. Why is it important for you guys as a company to be involved in something like this? We see a lot of value in providing um, good quality education to producers. We think that AWI is a really strong, credible um, organisation with a good reputation of someone that we would like to be associated with. Jock, why does Zoetis want to be involved in extension across the sheep industry? Yeah, good question. So for people who don't know who Zoetis is, uh, we've had a few name changes over the years. We were originally a company named CSL. We were bought by Pfizer and we changed our name about four years ago to Zoetis. And ever since the days of of CSL, we've had a a legacy of uh, providing really good scientifically based information back to Australian producers in regards to disease prevention and, uh, and productivity. Um, not just in the sheep space, but across the various agricultural industries. So really, this is just a, a, a continuation of that. We see ourselves as having a res- responsibility to provide good quality information back to producers, to provide some value back to them, and being an overarching and getting involved in the managerial uh, side of extension, we think is a, just a good way to approach producers um, rather than being a little bit more narrowly focused. Uh, and in, with that, we, uh, we also see the value in collaboration across the industry without you know, duplicating content. So the, we're all pulling in the same direction as one industry, which is better for, the, uh, better for the industry as a whole. And so what are the key things I could expect to learn if I went along to a Ramping Up Repro workshop? Uh, what you'd expect to learn from, a, from the workshop itself is, is the principles of, of proper um, ram management prior to joining to ensure that the, uh, the rams perform well when you need them to perform um, and we also tie in some principles of uh, immunology so that producers understand when disease risks might uh, arise and if you are using certain inputs how those inputs interact with say the immune system or another bodily function to, to make sure that there's, uh, the farmers are getting their best bang for their buck out of their management and their inputs. Yeah, I guess bang for buck's really important because your rams are generally a fair investment for any sheep producer. So you really want to increase the efficiency and effectiveness of those rams. Yeah, and and our our um, our intent really is just to to raise awareness and and uh, and and knowledge, Um, and that's what we think is is where we can provide a lot of value back to the industry is through our networks and through collaborating with people like. And organisations like AWI to actually, you know, get some of those messages out there because we're a large company with some good resources and some good people at hand, and and we just think it's it's something that is that we can contribute back to the industry. Thanks, Joe.
Thanks, Sam. So Ramping Up Repro complements another hugely successful program that Dr. Sue Hatcher was actually at the forefront of. 4,300 producers have completed lifetime year management through 750 groups across Australia. Sue was a principal researcher with the DPI in New South Wales and worked on a project called Lifetime Wool, which road tested the principles that created the program Lifetime Year Management. She's now continuing this on-farm extension with the Winning with Wieners workshop. There's a lot of negativity, particularly you know, in the industry about merino wieners. Why are they important and why should we be doing a better job with our wieners? Well, I think particularly in terms of lifetime year management is producers are increasing their nutritional performance of their use and they're getting better performance. But then they, we also need to think about managing the nutrition of your wieners. Otherwise, all the work you're putting into your use is kind of lost. So, the, so and A, to not have that opportunity cost. So take what you're doing with the, with the use and continue it with the wieners. And in terms of genetic selection and potential, your wieners are the next generation of your flock. So you need to maintain them, feed them properly, make sure they reach their genetic potential so you can get that genetic improvement in your flock over time. Um, and also, you know, your wiener performance has a big impact on your flock productivity in the short, medium and long term. So it's a really key focus point to think about for your flock now and in the future. Hmm. And um, so if I come along to this mm-hmm. workshop, what can I expect to learn about? What would I take home from it? Well, we're trying to get people to think about the key targets we want for their weaners. What's the key target point at, at weaning? Um, what, what are those key target points to hit to get your, your weaner use up to the right joining for their... F- up to the right weight for their first joining and also some things about you know how you work out their requirements through feed budgeting how you work out protein and and energy balance all the key things we need to get the performance we're after and who is this workshop suitable for is it suitable for any type of production or is it only for one type or who can come along who'd get something from it i think any merino producer who has an interest you know who those have done lifetime invasion but also those that haven't so anyone who wants to you know get the targets and get some good practical tools to better manage their wieners this workshop is just for them and so all of the work in this workshop it's on key target weights as a percentage of your adult U base so it's not based on any one type of merino no, it's, no, it's, it's, it can be applied anywhere absolutely so not not one type what not one genotype not one bloodline of we want to make sure it's applicable. We're starting this in New South Wales. It's being rolled out across Australia, so it's got to be applicable in all production zones, all types of sheep. Yeah, great. Um, any final remarks? I think what we're doing is we're giving people the tools so that they'll leave the workshop knowing what their, what their target weaning weight is. They'll leave the workshop knowing some target weights to get the use through to their first joining and the importance of all these things. So I think um, people will find it a really... They'll go away with some key tangibles they can work on straight away. Yeah, and a great take-home pack of resources as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Presenter notes or some producer notes so they can refer things back to and some tools that really reinforce our key messages. Great. Thanks, Sue. No problem. Realising performance potential is all about those sheep in your flock who are either performers or passengers. Em spoke with Megan Rogers of Sheep Connect New South Wales, who is a facilitator of the program. So the Realising Performance Potential workshops are a one-day workshop held on farm. They're run throughout the AWI state grower networks and, you know, they're a pretty practical type of workshops. So we, we really want about 15 to 25 people coming along to those workshops. 
during that workshop, as well as the hands-on activities, and we do we do get quite um, hands-on in the yards. We're, we're looking at sheep and we're we're talking about different elements of, of selection and and um, you know measuring performance. But during that, we we introduce our, our participants to the concept of passengers and performers. You know, the performers being the sheep that are more likely to be bringing lambs to the lamb marking cradles. They're more likely to be getting in lamb, and they're really doing a, a great job for the for the enterprise. The passengers uh, generally may not, we, we would identify them as either not being uh, pregnant uh, at scanning time, but also importantly, they might have been pregnant at scanning time, but they haven't brought lambs to the lamb marking cradle. So there are essentially um, a cost to the business in terms of not bringing progeny to the, to the um, to the landmarking cradles and, and um, offering up increased selection. Uh, they're not bringing these progeny to the landmarking cradles and contributing to the overall productivity. And some of those associated elements, such as giving you a, a greater ability to select from a greater number of, of pro progeny, for example. Interestingly, the wool cut being very, very similar between the passengers and the performers, they're just not um, giving you the net reproductive rates of, of the ones that are in fact doing it and are costing the same amount to run in the business. They, they come out at a very similar DSE rating at the end of, you know, once you, you know, compare them. So, you know, there's, there's a plenty of practical ways that we can introduce and, and get people to think about how they might go about, you know, improving that reproductive efficiency in their flock. So when we look at those bottom 25%, the passengers, just the hanger-oners at the back, how many lambs would we expect them to actually rear in their lifetime? Are they even self-replacing? Are they a viable you in your flock? Emily, they're not. They're, they're not doing near their job. They're rearing not even two lambs on average over the, the course of their lifetime. And what we've we've been able to, to identify and, and essentially bring in from research that's been conducted over years is that um, that, that, that maternal behaviour is very much learned and repeatable. So if, if they fail on their first two attempts, then they're, they're not likely to, to really, you know, start start hitting those high notes with um, with rearing ability. And so there's there's options there for people to either run them as dry animals if, if they want to maintain those animals in their flock or indeed remove them from the flock and or make some decisions associated with not having them contributing back to their uh, to the breeding breeding flock. We talk about then how we can maybe um, pull back some, hold back some of our really sound older ewes and, and by going through that older age group that we would normally be considering casting for age, taking the best best animals uh, based on, on some, some identification of things such as their normal um, conformation, their wool, but importantly, uh, whether they're sound, uh, whether they've got good hooves, whether they're... Um, you know, their udders are, are intact and basically going to be able to do that work uh, for one more year. We're not suggesting we keep them until they're, you know, much older. It's really about giving them one extra go around because we know that they're going to be able to conceive and rear those lambs um, if they're, they're identified as a sound animal. And that I, I forgot to mention, that includes their, their mouths as well. So you mentioned research and there's some research behind this. So I guess people might be wondering, look, um, is this a certain type of sheep this applies to? Is it a certain genotype that we're applying this to? Or is this a merino-wide thing? So does it matter what type of sheep I'm running at home or is there something in this workshop for everyone? 
Emily, there's pretty much something in this workshop for everyone. You know, the the data that's been been used to underpin um, the performers via the passengers and, and identify those um, those cohorts within a flock has come out of some some research flocks. We don't just use the one source of data for, for we don't. It's mm. not just the one source of data that's contributed to the material in this workshop. It's, it's come from different sources, different states, and in some cases, overseas data. So we, we know that it's quite repeatable and that, that these uh, findings are happening in other flocks. In, interestingly, some of the, the flocks that have been used are some of these research flocks, which have got different types in them. So they've got different bloodlines and they've been uh, measured over their lifetime and then they've been able to identify those, those um, passengers and performers. Yeah, and that uh, repeatable performance to make accurate selection decisions based on obviously your own breeding objective and what suits you from a confirmation and uh, fleece attributes point of view, but then also in terms of laying on top of your fleece value the uh, reproductive value of Merino U as well to make sure that she's um, working well as a replacement breeder for your operation. Uh, absolutely, yeah. That's It's really about uh, maintaining all of this other selection pressure that you have. So it's not about changing breeding objective or anything like that. It's, it's about finding and I guess charting a bit of a, a, a course for your own operation. There's, there's not a, a, a set uh, recipe for, for everybody. People will come who might have been doing some of these um, operations such as pregnancy scanning and identifying their twins and singles and, and dries. There might be people who've never done that before. There's going to be something for everybody who wants to come along. The other really important thing is that, that a lot of this research has taken place across a lot of environments, not just bloodlines. So, you know, we've got some, some instances of commercial operations who've been able to use some of the, the techniques that we talk about and they've, they've identified what sort of improvements in their net reproduction rate that can be achieved over a set period of time. Thanks very much for your time, Megan. Pleasure, Emily. To complete the circle, Emily spoke with Brent Chalker. Brent runs a mixed enterprise out near Young in New South Wales and also runs a stock contracting and farm management business. As I said, he's attended LTEM, Lifetime U Management, and ramping up Repro this year. Let's hear what he had to say. And you're doing Lifetime U Management at the moment, I understand? Yeah, I am. Uh, look, Megan Rogers is helping us out with that. Uh, we're down yeah, doing that at Young. Um, and it's been good to, uh, to meet up with other producers who I... You know, some of which I knew and some I didn't. Um, but uh, yeah, just the uh, the skill sets that um, we've uh, either either learnt from this course and also uh, you know backed up existing uh, existing ones. Um, you know, it's been invaluable and uh, it's something we can pass on to our clients. And uh, I definitely recommend them to uh, to go along to do these courses. Great. And so you're halfway through lifetime year management now, and you've just done um, AWI and Zoetis's new course, Ramping Up Repro, today. Are they complementary? Do they are they all sort of you know just adding extra tools to to what you're doing in your business? Yeah, I uh, I would definitely say that. Um, look, there's uh, there's things that I uh, it, it went into more depth in the uh, you know with respect to the RAM side of things. Obviously, uh, with this uh, ramping up repro, um, you know skill sets that I didn't previously have uh, as far as. Uh, palpating rams correctly um and yeah just uh, just getting the rams uh prepared prior to joining um it sort of reinforced uh, what we uh, we already knew but uh, yeah it gave uh, some additional uh, skills to go along with that 
Great, and so you'd recommend ramping up Repro to anyone else in the industry? Yeah, I definitely would. Um, yeah, just come along, you know, and it was a it was a great environment in that, uh, you know, you could just ask questions. It was pretty relaxed. Um, yeah, and, you know, everyone got along pretty good and, and, uh, and learned a heap. Great, thanks, Brent. Thank you. You've been listening to Emily King, who has been speaking with four industry representatives, Jock Munro, Dr Sue Hatcher, Megan Rogers and Brent Chalker, about their involvement in the workshops and courses developed and supported by AWI. So just quickly, Mark, can you give us a rough indication of what's in the pipeline over the next few years in terms of new programs? Yeah, we've, we've got a few ideas penciled in, Ben. Um, Ones that pop to mind are a one-day workshop on, on lamb survival, um, obviously a, a priority for the industry. Uh, we've got a foundations of sheep and wool production, or sheep 101, as we like to call it. And another priority is uh, LTEM pastoral, so taking the, the hugely successful LTEM program and tailoring it so it meets meets the needs of those those out in the pastoral region. So yeah, like like the other workshops, these workshops all draw on past AWI research, such as lifetime wool, um, as you heard from Sue earlier. And we'll just keep mining this this huge resource of past research and and continue to roll things out for wool growers. Thanks, Mark. No problem. Well, that's it for another episode of the Yarn. If you'd like to get involved in any of these workshops, go to www.wool.com forward slash networks and get in contact with your local network coordinator to find out when the next workshop is happening near you. And please remember to subscribe to the podcast and write a review on your podcast app. It helps other wool growers find the podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Ella. And you've been listening to The Yarn.